Welcome to the Steelers Edge online training session featuring Kevin Baumgart with a workshop focusing on ideas for managing the human talent in your dealership to improve the store's operations and results. Kevin is a vice president at Hireology, a firm devoted to advising auto retailers on ways to improve their employee selection and hiring processes. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealers Edge. It's been said innumerable times, so it's no secret, that the key to a successful business relies heavily on the quality of the people hired to run that business. That basic truth has not changed. But as we have read for years, as new generational cohorts come into their own and think baby boomers, Generation X, Generation Y, and now the millennials, the needs, desires, habits, and preferences of those people have definitely changed. You can't sell a car to a millennial the same way you might have sold one to that customer's grandfather. To keep pace, you need to hire and manage to match this new reality. Today, Kevin Baumgart of Hireology will show us how more enlightened people strategies will improve dealership operations and profits. We'll also learn how to identify the shifts in the labor market and how best to attract the best available talent. Kevin will tell us about the concept of small team implementation and provide us with a sample organizational structure for your dealership. And we'll see some sample pay plans that will address the needs of younger generations. So let's get to it. Welcome back to Dealer's Edge, Kevin. Why don't you take over from here? All right, so that's small team implementation. Um, let's now take, take some time and talk about a career path and a career plan. So we talked about that millennial generation wanting to understand what they can expect for their career and what the next step should be, and, and here's some ways to execute on that. So... Excuse me, Kevin? Yeah. Kevin, uh, do you mind if we uh, take a couple questions before we move into this section? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So first question is, um, we would like to hire better people, uh, but where do we find them? Uh, where, do you, where do we recruit, recruit these people now? Uh, is it still you know, ads in the Sunday paper, or are there better ways? So three key areas. Um, I would focus on optimization of job boards. So the job boards are still a necessary evil. Um, Indeed is now the largest job board aggregator in the U.S., I-N-D-E-E-D. So if you're not using Indeed, I, I would look at that. Or I would just do a Google search. Most job seekers today aren't going to Monster, Career Builder, Indeed. They're going to Google, and they're typing in sales job, uh, Chicago, Illinois. Look at what search results show up at the top. That's where the job seekers are clicking to learn about the jobs. Um, so two would be a, a strong social media strategy. I better have all of my current employees pushing out to their social media networks that my store is hiring salespeople or technicians or whatever role. It's a great place to work. If you're thinking about making a switch, please click here to apply and make it really, really easy for them to push out that. We're seeing some really progressive dealers that have a strong employee referral program and a strong social media strategy driving a ton more candidate traffic than they would even from job boards. And by the way, it's free. And then the third point that I would make is, is a strong career brand. So make sure, which, which we'll talk a little bit about now, which you can see up on the slide, make sure that your dealership uh, career site shows about why your store is a great place to work and that the jobs that you have are, are, are great. Okay, uh, next question. Uh, do you advocate uh, any form of uh, pre-employment testing, uh, whether that's uh, aptitude testing or personality tests? 
Absolutely. I think the, the decision of who to select, is, there's a lot of variables that are involved in that. The interview, uh, maybe a pre-screen before the interviews, testing and assessment, I think a strong reference check. I think the verification background drug tests, um, I think all of those are critical. I, I think one of the strongest that I've seen that has retail automotive um, profiles built for behavioral or personality-based testing is a company called Caliper. So Caliper has um, specific uh, retail automotive sales and service job profiles created, and I think they're a pretty good sign of, of success in the role. And uh, when we're doing, when we're when we're looking for these, uh, you know, these new employees, new types of employees, what qualities should we be looking for in them? This is, so it obviously depends on the role, and I think it's important before we look to recruit those folks that we have a good idea ourselves of what's needed for success in that job. So what I always talk to dealerships about doing is is benchmark. Look at your top employees in each of the roles in your store that you need to hire for. Look at the top people that are in your team already. What behaviors and personality traits do they exude? And then let's, let's make sure that we're structuring the interview and selection process to align with those characteristics that, would, that we know produce success in that job. Uh, and this concept of small teams and team leaders, who gets to be a team leader? Uh, how, how do dealers make that decision? So the, the team leaders are the individuals that are in that, that CS role, that customer specialist role, that not only both um, say that they want management experience, but, but we see that they exude um, leadership and management potential. So what a lot of them will do, they'll run kind of like an interview process. They'll run some personality profiles and make sure that that person has what's needed in a team lead. Um, they've worked very closely with their team lead since the time they started. So they have a really, really clear understanding of that role, of what it takes, what a day in the life is. Um, they know most, most of the time, both on the candidate and the dealership, if that individual person would be a good team lead. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, could you go to slide 32, please? Okay. Uh, all right. So when we're looking at uh, these these numbers, uh, this is strictly for F and I compensation. Correct. And okay. And this last layer is if we were able to take fifty percent of that F and I spend out, this blue bar. If we took fifty percent of that out, how many sales reps we could hire? Okay. All right. Okay. I think that was basically the question. Thank you. And next uh, slide thirty-five. Okay, uh, these two guys are these are these both primarily? Well, these are this, this is this, these are representative of the single point of contact. So these Correct. two these two people are both selling vehicles and handling the F and I end of it. They're running the whole process. Correct. They're account, they're account executives. They've graduated from that CS role and they're running their own book of business. Do they have? Do they have a staff of people supporting them to, to deliver 60 cars a month? Nothing. They have no assistants, no delivery specialists, no okay. appointment wow. setters. It's just them. Because oh, they're able to run deals. I mean, think about a Saturday in August. They're able to run 12 deals a day. Yeah. I mean, how, you can't run 12 deals a day in a normal traditional dealership structure with F&I. It just doesn't happen. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, I can tell you that I've, I've worked with dealership groups. Uh, I, I think you, you mentioned this earlier. This, this, you don't have to be on a one price or non-negotiated type uh, selling system to make the, make these ideas work. Uh, that they work right. with, one, they, they, they'll work with the conventional sales process as well. Uh, and I've seen that uh, some very successful dealer groups were adopting these ideas uh, probably before there was a company called Hierology. Um, mm-hmm. They had they felt faced these same issues that dealers are facing today. Put their you know got got together with their senior managers and see what we can do. And I think one of the hurdles, and and maybe you can give us some ideas on how to get past this. Uh, one of the hurdles was when you look at uh, perhaps creating team leaders. Uh, there's there's some people in you know in the dealerships who say you know well that's just an extra layer of cost. Um, why would I want to spend that extra money? What am I going to get for it? Uh, and um, same with some of the other approaches where it's you know why would I why would I, I I'm scared to death to guarantee a salesman anything uh, you know other than minimum wage. Uh, how do you how do you work how do you uh, bring those dealers or general managers around to uh, to seeing the uh, the value in uh, making that investment. Yeah, I think to your first point, creating team leaders, there there is an extra cost to it, obviously. But I think the the increase in production because there's direct oversight. You know, in the traditional model, that sales manager is not does not have a very close eye on production of all of their individuals. There's no way they can, again, because they're pulled in so many different directions. They may say they do, but they, they don't. So if I have a small team of three people and my I'm compensated on and I'm focused solely on production of these individuals, I'm making sure that they're they're up to par or they're not going to be on my team. And also, again, there's there's huge customer service and, and, and CSI improvements if they have team leaders because there's oversight of that customer interaction so much more so than there is today. So they may see it as extra cost, but what we're finding is that they're driving way more production in an environment like this. And for, for guaranteeing salary, again, it's all about getting the right people in the door. If we want to continue to recruit and hire traditional car salespeople and the people that we've always recruited and hired, we can use the comp plans and the pay structure that we've always paid. We're going to get the same people. Um, there's a, a dealership group that I heard talk. Um, they're a luxury retailer out of Texas. They only recruit. They only recruit from the top schools in Texas, like A&M and UT. They pay a seventy thousand dollar base salary for salespeople. Seventy thousand dollar base, and and that candidate can decide when they want to move to one hundred percent commission. It works for them because they recruit the best out of the best that are motivated and want to perform and want to be successful. So we're not asking them to pay 70 grand. We're asking them to pay uh, a $3,000 base salary. And what you're going to see is that person is going to be, you're going to get a higher caliber of candidate. They're going to be way more productive and they're going to produce more than, than someone that is not on a salary and that we're getting that we typically get in stores today. I know it's, it's hard for a lot of dealers to, to change this mindset because it's not the way that we've run our business for the last 50 years, but we have to be open to it. Again, otherwise, we're not going to get those people into our stores working in our dealerships. Right. One, uh, one dealer group I worked with, a large dealer group that had money to, money to invest. They wanted to buy more dealerships, but the, the holdup was not having people to manage them. They, uh, sure. 
what they wanted was to, you know, how can we get people, how can we bring people in? The traditional entry point to the dealership is the sales floor. How do we bring people into the sales, the sales staff um, and keep them, uh, knowing that they're not going to be great salespeople probably, but we're hiring them because they're potential managers. Uh, and so what they came up with is much what you've discussed here was, was a guarantee uh, that for people who fit the, the criteria, college degree, um, you know, certain personality and, and uh, uh, characteristics that they could, that they were, they were targeted, you know, you're going to, you need to spend a year selling cars and then we're going to move you up into, into something more, you know, into, into management. And to do yep. that, to get them there, instead of traditionally their salespeople would, would be on uh, some kind of guarantee for 90 days and then bang, day 91, you're on full commission. Uh, yep. And that's where, that's where they saw people dropping out at 90 days. They'd say, sorry, sorry, boss. I got to, I got to find something else to do. Um, yep. I got bills to pay and yeah, I can't go home at the end of the week and, and say, I, you know, here I made, I made, you know, $50 this week. Um, it's, it's not going to cut it. Um, and so what they did was, was what you suggested was a guarantee. Uh, we will guarantee you a salary. And at the time this it was $30,000. Um, and at the end of a certain period, at the end of six months, you have the option. In fact, they always had the option of going, going to commission. Um, but we'll, we'll take another look at this. And if you're, if you're really progressing along, we're going to move you into something, something else in the business, yep. uh, as a, as a way to, to dangle that career path to them. And then it's, it's paid off handsomely. Um, you know, the, the $30,000 guarantee, you know, if you ask them, do you want to sales? You want a salesperson on your floor who, who doesn't who can't earn thirty thousand dollars, and the answer is no. Uh, if, if if they can't make that that minimum amount of money, uh, we're going to ask them to leave anyway. Uh, so they made, they, they made the guarantee. They could afford to do it. They did it, uh, and it has paid off handsomely. Uh, and and they're not the only ones I've seen do that. Some other major dealer groups uh, take that approach now. So Absolutely. anyway. I, Okay, uh, that is the end of our questions at this point. Uh, unless, uh, John, do you have any that came to you? No, I'm clear. All right, folks, if you, if you have questions uh, that you forgot to ask or wish you had asked, uh, you've got Kevin's contact information right there in front of you. Uh, feel free to uh, send him an email, and uh, he'll be, he will get back to you. Uh, some of these, uh, these ideas I think we, we sketched out pretty well in compensation and organizations. Uh, but if you want to explore those in a little more depth, again, contact Kevin directly. Uh, he'll be happy to communicate with you and, uh, and uh, explain in more depth what he, what he was talking about. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us today. I know that, again, it's not easy to take time out of your dealership day, and we appreciate you spending it with us. Uh, and I'd like to offer special thanks to Kevin Baumgart of Hireology for taking the time to share his experience uh, with us and for taking the time to put today's workshop together. Kevin, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay, and, uh, and folks, uh, keep an eye on your emails for the, the next Dealer's Edge workshop. Uh, hope you can join us then.